Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor A Sports with Kevin Taylor. I am your host, Kevin Taylor, coming to you from my hometown, the capital city of Georgia, the ATL, of course, better known as Atlanta. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for this week's edition of the program. We've got a jam-packed 30 minutes for you. Coming up on this program, we're going to preview this weekend's college football action between Georgia and Tennessee, Georgia Tech and North Carolina, as well as the Chicago Football Classic with Clark Atlanta and Grambling. Also, you'll go inside of the Atlanta Hawks media day and hear comments from head coach Mike Boonholzer, as well as the voice of the Atlanta Hawks on radio, Steve Holman. Now, that's not all. At the Hawks media day, I was able to talk to community and civil rights activist Martin Luther King III. And we're going to be talking about rise to vote. And also, he's going to give you his take on what is happening in the NFL with protests. So make sure that you stay close right here on this edition of Taylor Makes Voice with Kevin Taylor. Of course, you can check me out anytime on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My handle is Kevin Taylor 98 Again, that's Kevin Taylor 98 And don't forget about the YouTube channel at Taylor Makes Voice with Kevin Taylor. And there you will find the um, first part of the press conference that Coach Boonholzer gave to the media for Media Day for the Atlanta Hawks. So make sure that you check out my YouTube page as well. All right, let's get started. And let's get started by saying congratulations to the Atlanta United soccer team. As working, Julian Gressel had a goal and assist. And the Atlanta United in their first season, can you believe it? They've clinched the playoff spot. Yes, they beat the Philadelphia Union 3-0 on Wednesday night. The Union are now 15-8-7, and and, uh, they're the first expansion team to make the playoffs since Seattle did it in 2009. Gressel scored his fourth goal in the 27th minute and assisted uh, Jose uh, Martinez in the uh, 33rd minute of the game. Now, it was Gressel's ninth assist, which is one behind the league record four rookies. So congratulations. Congratulations to the Atlanta United on making the playoffs. The season isn't over yet, but at the same time, the United will be there in the um, in the uh, uh, hunt for a championship this season. So just proud of them. I know Arthur Blank is proud as well. The United, they're 10-0-2 in his last 12 home games. I was scoring the opponents 38-9. Can you believe that? So up next for the United, they are on the road on Sunday at Gillette Stadium to face New England at 7.30. Now, the Falcons, the main tenant, of course, <laughs> is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They return home in week four to take on the Buffalo Bills for the first time in four years. The Falcons uh, lead the all-time series 7-4 and have won the last four games against the Bills, including a 34-31 overtime victory in Toronto back in 2013. Now, check this out. Last week against Detroit, the Falcons made another late game red zone stop in the fourth quarter to get the third victory of the season, 30-26, and are now the only unbeaten team in the NFC. Yay! Yes! 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 A lot of people, you know, were trying to be all negative this week and say, we're the Falcons, we're a drop pass, and overturn call from being one and two. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. A win is a win, and you can get it. All right? The Falcons offense recorded a season high 428 yards, including 151 on the ground, which is a season high. The team also had two 10-plus plays uh, scoring drives during the game, and they have now scored on all seven of their 10-plus drives this season. 
Devontae Freeman, he went over 100 yards for the first time this season. He scored on his rushing touchdown of the season, by the way, in the 27th of his career. The Falcons are now 16-2 and when Devontae rushes for a touchdown. He finished the game with 21 carries for 106 yards. Running back Tevin Coleman ran for 89 total yards. He and Freeman have combined for 227 total yards against the Lions. Now, that is seventh. That's the seventh time the duo has reached 200 plus yards combined. And the team is now undefeated, 7 0, when the two running backs reach that mark. Running back Taylor Turbo Gabriel. <laughs> Turbo Taylor Gabriel, uh, he recorded his first touchdown reception of the season. The Lions held, uh, actually, the Falcons defense also uh, made their mark. They held the Lions to 71 yards rushing and set quarterback Matthew Stafford twice. And uh, the defense, you know, they're they're doing their part. Uh, They've not recorded a sack for 18 straight games. The defense also recorded five hits on the quarterback, and they currently are tied for first in the NFL with 22 hits on the quarterback. Uh, kicker Matt Bryant went three for three on his field goal attempts, including making two 40-plus yards in the game. Now, the big story, of course, in the NFL this week has been the NFL players' protest during the national anthem. Some locked arms, as the Falcons did. Some stood, some kneeled, and some stayed in the locker room to show solidarity after President Trump's divisive words last Friday at a campaign rally in Alabama. Now, Bills running back LaShawn McCoy, who will be in Atlanta on Sunday, he actually stretched during the national anthem. Now, a handful of NFL players have been continuing Colin Kaepernick's protest this season, but uh, it increased last week following uh, President Trump's uh, two-day weekend rant, basically, uh, at the campaign rally on Friday and then on Twitter last Saturday. And, uh, you know, it began with uh, him calling the NFL protesters to be fired and continued, like I said, Saturday when he rescinded a White House invitation for the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. Can you believe that? Uh, over uh, their star guard, uh, Stephen Curry's criticism. And uh, they weren't even invited yet, but he wanted to get them before they got to him first, basically. Um, I'm going to show you, you know, who's more bigger. You know, that's basically all it was. But uh, the president, um, you know, it is brought new attention, though, into the um, protest that Colin Kaepernick started over racial injustice and equality in the country. Uh, it anchored a lot of players. And uh, they really were insulted. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not going to go away anytime soon. That's for sure. Uh, it's not going to go away. Um, the uh, protests have even gone into other sports, as a matter of fact. Before game one of the WNBA finals in Minneapolis on Sunday, the L.A. Sparks, they left the floor while the Minnesota Lynx stood arm in arm. The Sparks returned to a chorus of booze, though, when the song was finished. Uh, now, of course, the person who and him and his family that are well known for a peaceful way of handling injustice is the King family, of course. I spoke with Martin Luther King III at the Atlanta Hawks Media Day, as I told you before, and uh, he was there to promote rise to vote, and they also assist with the registering athletes to vote across the country. Now, I've got a treat for you. Let's hear my interview with him as we discuss Rise to Vote and also what's happening in the NFL. Great to have you on the program, and uh, you're here here at the Atlanta Hawks Media Day to register the players to vote. And tell us about that through the Rise organization. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate having the opportunity and honor. It's an honor. Uh, Rise to Vote is a campaign that is waged through the Rise organization that was started by uh, Stephen Ross, who is the owner of the Miami Dolphins. And about two months ago, uh, we went to Mr. Ross and 
we were talking about the concept of just just registering his play the play his players as well as other players and he became very excited about the concept that, that makes a lot of sense so as a result we've done the Dolphins we've done the Falcons today we're doing the Hawks we did the New, New Jersey Nets a few weeks ago and there will be several other teams coming online but the goal is not to tell anyone who to vote for, but to encourage people to get engaged in the process. Everything in our lives is impacted by politics. And we may not know it, but the fact of the matter, uh, when I, I said to the, to the Nets, you guys pay a whole lot of taxes. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a result, politicians make the decisions that determine the amount of taxes that you're going to have to pay. That's just one of many decisions that have to be made. So the goal is to get people engaged. And the final thing is each one of these athletes, as we know, have huge social media presences. And so if they would just in, be willing to say, I registered to vote, want to encourage you to, and to vote in upcoming elections. And, of course, the Hawks have a young nucleus this year, and that just, you know, basically you know, really just enhances what you're doing because they are able to reach a young community. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I think that is that is so key. Uh, but it 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 it, it all, when when I think about what the Hawks have over the last few years have attempted to do in terms of some of the this this would be in the in the wheelhouse of of community service. Uh, and, and again, you're not telling anybody who to vote for. You're just saying it's important to vote. I think we all realize that. I think the uh, activities over the weekend, where the statements the president the statement the president made, which was very unfortunate, but it created an opportunity. I think a huge opportunity, and I think more and more people will become engaged. And of course, we saw with the Atlanta Falcons when they were in Detroit, they locked arm in arm, you know, in unity and brotherhood. And also, we saw other teams doing that as well. And of course, your father, you know, during you know peaceful marches, they locked arm in arm. How does that make you feel about you know unifying you know teams or just you know organizations you know in this magnitude? Well, what I what I think is very positive is certainly teams coming together, but to see not just the teams, but the teams, the management, and the ownership. When the ownership was locking arms with the teams, that's important. Uh, and to say that, that what the president said was distasteful, unacceptable, uh, that's, that's powerful. Uh, the fact of the matter is, part, the significant part of this effort began because of Colin Kaepernick's mm -hmm. not uh, refusing to stand. He kneeled and, and, and uh, wouldn't uh, give the perception of, of saluting a flag that really has created a lot of disrespect in communities of color. Not the flag itself, but the government. The government, some of the things that the government has done uh, have, have been very uh, un unfortunate. I hope, by the way, that this incident, which has created an opportunity, may even give him a shot back in the league. Uh, because as a talented uh, African-American quarterback, uh, they, 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 he, I'm sure he could be utilized. And uh, before we let you go, uh, would you like to see more dialogue between politicians or, you know, just leaders and also athletes as well? Because I think both can bring a lot to the table. Oh, there's no question that, that athletes and elected officials need to be engaged. And most, uh, of course, here in Atlanta, as we know, we're having a mayor's race. Yes. So there are a lot of candidates running. So we've got to determine who 
as a community, people are going to support. But, but the fact of the matter is, a politician can say something and garner some support. But when an athlete or an entertainer says it, it brings even more support. So it's an inter it's it's an interesting marriage. I mean, in one sense, elected officials, some of them are celebrities, but certainly athletes are totally celebrities in our community, and we look up to them. And so they can help provide leadership uh, by very small things, just just making statements. I mean, we see that with LeBron James, all the things he does. I mean, he's not necessarily marching, but he's letting you know that I support these kind of things in our nation. Yes, indeed. And what are some of the other uh, projects that you have in the community right now in the city of Atlanta? Well, in Atlanta, most of the work that I do is really outside of the city because we are teaching and training people in nonviolence and how to live together without destroying personal property. A lot of that is international. We're going to be doing some things next year for the 50th anniversary of my dad's uh, assassination, but, but you'll be hearing about that. Okay, wonderful. Well, everyone, I've had the pleasure of speaking with Martin Luther King III, and of course, Rise to Vote. You can check out the organization on risetowin.org slash rise to vote, and they're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even Snapchat. So uh, thank you, Mr. King, for being with us on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor this week. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Bless you. And speaking of locking arms, here's what Falcons head coach Dan Quinn had to say about how the team will stand this Sunday during the National Anthem. Uh, during that time, and, and we'd encourage our fans to do the same. And uh, I think that would be kind of a, a nice tribute as we're getting started. And uh, an important time in our world and lots of uh, issues that are really important to talk about. And uh, we'll spend some time, and we have as a team, talking through some of those. But, uh, you know, you know, for us, you know, I made things we do together as a group, and uh, that would seem appropriate for us. All right. Kickoff for the Falcons Bills game is on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and you can catch all the action on CBS. So don't forget to check out Rise to Win slash Rise to Vote as well. And also thank you so much to uh, Martin Luther King III for taking out the time to talk to us and be with us here on Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor this week. Coming up, you'll hear my one-on-one interview with the radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks, Steve Holman, as well as Graveling Head Coach Broderick. As they get ready to take on clock and ladder this Saturday at the Chicago Football Classic. But here locally, hey, we've got some big games with Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia actually will be going on the road. Georgia's now seventh this week in the latest football poll, but they're headed to Tennessee. They're headed to Old Rocky Top. They're going to be in Knoxville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. The Bulldogs are coming off a big win last week against Mississippi State, 31-3. to and the teams meet on Saturday afternoon at 3.30. You can catch that game on CBS. Tennessee, hey, they're battling, though. They're 3-1 on the season, but uh, they face a lot of criticism, especially their head coach, Bush Jones. So it's going to be interesting to see how his team responds as they get down early. Georgia's offense, of course, they're being led right now by Jake Fromm. He was 9-12 last week between one yards and two touchdowns against Mississippi State. And, of course, the senior backfield combination of Nick Chubb, he had 371 yards and six touchdowns now. Um, Sonny Michelle had 194 yards and two touchdowns. Can you believe that? But, uh, of course, the defense, they held Mississippi State to only a field goal. Kept that offense that, you know, a lot of people thought was so powerful out of the out of the end zone. Tennessee running back John Kelly, he leads the SEC with an average of about 112 and a half yards a game. 
he's going to be trying to weave his way, of course, through the Bulldogs defense and weaving and bobbing is what he's got, probably going to have to do because uh, the defense of Georgia has played very well right now. Uh, they entered the uh, game ranked fourth in total defense in the SEC at uh, about 270 yards per game and third in scoring defense at about 12 points a game. So it uh, should be a good one, like I said, on Saturday at 3.30 in Knoxville. Now, Georgia Tech, they, they're looking to move to 2-0 in the ACC for the fourth time. Fourth Fourth time, there you go. <laughs> in the last seven seasons, as well as North Carolina in the nationally televised game on ESPN two, the game kicks off at noon at Bobby Dodd Stadium right here in Atlanta. The last time the Jackets started two and zero in conference play in two thousand fourteen, they went on to win the ACC Coastal Division Championship and beat number eight Mississippi State at the time in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Now North Carolina, they played uh, Tech pretty tough here. Uh, here in uh, recent years, they've been a troublesome opponent, and uh, they've won three straight head-to-head meetings uh, between the two teams. And Tech won last Saturday when they beat Pitt 35 to 17 at home, and the Jackets outgained the Panthers by nearly 250 yards, 484 to 235, despite committing a season-high four turnovers. But the defense they have turned in seven three-and-outs in 13 defensive series and limited. The Panthers to just 37 rushing yards in the win. For the season, the Jackets have forced 19 three and outs in 37 defensive series. That's just over 51%. And the only team in the nation that has forced three and outs at a higher rate this season, can guess, is Michigan at about 57%. Like I said, kickoff is at noon, but if you can't get to the game, make sure that you check it out on ESPN2. Now, there'll be a battle in the Windy City of Chicago on Saturday as Grambling State will face Clark Atlanta at 3.30 Central Time in the Chicago Football Classic at Soldier Field. It's the 20th anniversary of the game. Clark Atlanta won last year's contest 2013 over Central State. And before the game on Saturday, there'll be a HBCU College Fair, a financial empowerment summit, tailgating, vendor marketplace, and an HBCU Battle of the Bands where the top three schools are awarded a trophy and prize money. Wow, hey, that's something. Now, earlier this week, I spoke with Grambling head coach Broderick Fobbs, and uh, we were able to talk about how important this game is. I'm joined now by Grambling State head football coach Broderick Fobbs. Coach Fobbs, thanks so much for being with us on TaylorMade Sports this week. Well, it's good to be here. You know, it's an exciting time. It's football season and uh, getting ready to fly to Chicago and looking forward to playing a really good football game. That's right. This weekend, uh, your team will be facing the Clark Atlanta Panthers in the Chicago City Classic. And uh, just tell us about that from your team standpoint and what you expect. Well, you know, I, you expect to see a, a team that's a blue-collar team. Uh, we're going to play hard. You know, every time the ball is put in play, you know, we play as hard as we possibly can. Uh, you know, we try to play with a disciplined approach and, and, and play the game the right way and play the game clean and play the game fast and play the game hard. Yes, indeed. And uh, now on both sides of the ball, what can we expect offensively as well as defensively from any particular player that you have from a uh, leadership standpoint? Well, uh, offensively, uh, of course, you know, we have Martez Carter, who's All-American running back, who's been playing for us for the last three seasons. He's a dynamic football player, can play and can hurt you in many different ways. He can catch the football, he can run the football, and then he can hurt you in the special teams game as well. So we have him, and then defensively, uh, we have a wealth of guys that are very, very physical and very, very fast that uh, that fly around really well and play extremely smart. 
you know, it kind of brings me to something that uh, Dan Quinn, the coach of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, has always, you know, stood by being fast and physical on defense, and that seems to be uh, your motto as well. Well, you know, in order to have a chance to win championships, you know, you have to be, you have to play well on defense. Um, you know, that's that's just important. You know, uh, you know, offense sells tickets, but defense, you know, they they kind of close the door and, and really make it a lot easier to to have a chance to win football games and win championships. Now, of course, Clark and Ladder, they come to this uh, game, you know, they're 2-1, and one, but uh, they've had some close games themselves. So I think we'll probably have a, a close game, uh, you know, this Saturday in Chicago. But at the same time, uh, like you said, offense, they do sell tickets. But uh, I'm pretty sure both teams should be able to put up some good points on the board. Well, you know, well, we hope not. You know, we hope that, <laughs> uh, that you know, that we're playing well and, and, uh, and, and things go well for us, you know, of course, you know, but – uh, but, you know, they're a great program. You know, uh, they do a really good job. They have a great coaching staff. They're very, very disciplined. They run the football extremely well. But then also they throw the ball up to those playmakers that they have. So they have some very skilled receivers that can make plays for them. Yes. Now, of course, uh, in the SWAC division, you're off to a 3-1 and one start. And, uh, just tell us about that and how you want that momentum to continue. Well, of course, you know, we want to continue to play well. I think the thing that has been interesting is that we've done a really good job of, of not necessarily turning the ball over, but creating turnovers for our team. So, uh, so that's going well for us, and we want to make sure that we continue that. Um, I think we we're starting to turn the corner offensively, uh, and really playing well offensively. And I think offensively and defensively, we're starting to catch up with. I mean, offensively and in the kicking game, we're starting to catch up with our defense. But our defense has played stellar football, you know, for the last three weeks. Yes, and of course, I know you're telling your team you're just taking things uh, game by game and just trying to improve. Well, absolutely, you know, and of course, you know, the season is long, and uh, and there are a lot of le- lessons that are learned throughout a football season. So we just want to make sure that we learn all the lessons and, and continue to play Gremlin Tiger football. Roderick Fobbs is our special guest right now here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor as we preview Saturday's game in Chicago at the Chicago City Classic against Clark Atlanta University. And uh, Coach Fobbs, before we do let you go, I know that Grambling is a proud, not only school, but program because, of course, you know, the legendary Eddie Robinson was there for so long. Of course, Doug Williams is a notable name that coached uh, years ago. And now, you know, you have the realm there. But uh, just talk about the fan base and the support, you know, not just for home games in Grambling, but also when you play road, road games like this at a neutral site. Well, it, it's, you know, Gremlin is a national brand, and any time, you know, we play wherever we play, there's always going to be a crowd that shows up. Uh, the unique thing about Gremlin State University is our alumni base stretches all across the globe, and Chicago is no different. So there's a lot of alumni up there in the Windy City that's excited about us coming there, as well as in other areas close by, like the Ohio's and, uh, and all over. So, so we're excited about getting an opportunity to get up in that particular region, we haven't been up there in a number of years. We've been out on the West Coast for the last couple of years, uh, and we're always in the South. So it's good to kind of, you know, tap into those different areas because not only is, is it good for, for alumni and recruiting, you know, it's good to, to play football in those different places. That's right. I was just about to ask you that as a final question. Uh, I know that really will help with recruiting, and that's something that you would like to see with being able to expand you know, your, your, not only your fan base, but also uh, your roster as well. Well, we, we've already expanded, and I think it's important that, you know, we get into those areas. 
because they need to see that the one thing about a student athlete is they need to see the fan uh, day experience. And, and I think a lot of times when they come on recruiting trips and they come to your place, they don't get a chance to, to see and feel uh, how a game is, you know, and I think, you know, having the opportunity to play up there and having a number of, of young men and recruits coming to that particular football contest will create that atmosphere for us so that now they can see what Grambling and, and our football program is about. Yes, and of course it does help, uh, you know, the HBCUs as well, in addition to Grambling, to just expand as well. Well, Coach Fobbs, I thank you so much for being a guest here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor this week. Of course, everybody, make sure if you can, if you're in the Chicago area, go out and check them out against Clark Atlanta this coming Saturday afternoon, and they will have a great game in the Chicago City Classic. Coach Fobbs, thanks again, and of course, we'd like to have you back in the future. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Coach Fobbs, for being a guest on TaylorMade Sports this week, and I'd have to apologize. I have to apologize to everyone affiliated with the Chicago Football Classic. I did say Chicago City Classic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It actually is the Chicago Football Classic, the Chicago Football Classic. So if you want more information about the Chicago Football Classic, visit them online at chicagofootballclassic.biz. Again, that's chicagofootballclassic.biz. Should be a good game, no doubt. All right, now moving on to basketball. The Atlanta Hawks earlier today was reported that starting point guard Dennis Schroeder was arrested on a misdemeanor battery charge here in Metro Atlanta as we record this program on Friday, September 29th. It was also reported that he is expected to make the trip with the Hawks as they start preseason this Sunday in Miami. Can you believe it? It's basketball season already. The Hawks made a statement basically saying they are aware of the situation because of the legal process. They had no further comment. My question, though, is now with a new general manager who has incidents involving Dennis, either on the court or off the court, how long will the team be patient with him now? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Also, we'll have to wait to see if he's suspended after this incident as well. Now, earlier this week, the Hawks held their annual media day before leaving for training camp at Athens, Georgia. Let's now hear from head coach Mike Bootenhoser about what he expects. This is an exciting time of the year for, for everybody that loves NBA basketball and, you know, for coaches and players, uh, you know, the start of training camp and the start of a new season. Um, there's just something special about that feel. I'm very excited about, you know, our group, our players. Um, and I think there's seven guys coming back and eight new guys. Uh, looking forward to you know continuing to work and um, you know grow uh, the guys that are returning and integrating uh, those guys that are new you know including um, you know our first round pick John Collins and Tyler Dorsey and you know all the way up to the Dwayne Dedmans and Luke Babbitts and Miles Plumley and Marco Bellinelli you know all the new guys um, just excited about. You know, integrating them into our culture, integrating them into our player development, and you know, ultimately how we play as a team. And you know, I think uh, you know, just uh, the 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 way we play and the way we compete um, every night has uh, always been our standard, and will continue to be our standard. And um, you know, I kind of reference the daily improvement that we want our players to make every day. Um, you know, that's how our team's going to improve uh, from the start of the year to the end of the year. A lot of it is through uh, player development and individual development. And I think the unselfish way with which we play, um, you know, continues to be something we take a lot of pride in. And uh, the expectations for this year uh, will be the same. And, 
you know, it's great to have some guys uh, that understand that, that can carry that message in the locker room, you know, in the practices as we head up to Athens and the University of Georgia for our camp. Uh, you know, and, and obviously a great coaching staff that, um, you know, is, is invaluable to me as, uh, as we start training camp and, uh, you know, uh, this, this uh, exciting time of the year and, and into the NBA season. I also spoke with the radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks, Steve Holman. Steve, good to see you. And uh, how you feeling going into this season? I always feel good, Kevin. You know, I, mean, I, I love it. I, it's my 33rd year. I mean, this is going to be uh, a different kind of a year. It's going to be a lot of young guys. Uh, you know, that, that we're talking about being young and fun. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, and I just love, you know, I just love being around the young guys. They make me young. You know, after all these years. Yes, yes, it's true. And of course, it starts with uh, their first round draft pick, John Collins. He has potential to be a breakout star. Yeah, I, I, I love him. He's He's been around at a couple of events I've been to this summer, and he's just a great kid. And uh, I, you know, the, the flashes that we saw from him in Vegas, uh, I think, are going to lead to a very exciting year for him. I mean, it's going to be a learning process for him. But uh, from what I mean, and I don't follow drafts and everything all that closely, but from what people that that do that I trust and know around the league, they they say we got a steal here. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and you know, Torian uh, has another year under his belt. DeAndre Bembry, and then the veteran guys we've brought in to help mentor all these guys. I, I think it's going to be a really fun season. I mean, I don't know how many games we're going to win, but it's going to be a fun season. Yes, and of course, Dennis still keeps developing and uh, played overseas during the offseason, so he should uh, be able to take some, some tremendous strides as well. I think so, and I, I think him playing uh, for Germany like he did this year, I think is going to be really terrific for him. Uh, but we've seen him grow before our very eyes over the you know, last four years. I mean, uh, he only gives me a heart attack maybe two or three times a, a month now instead of, uh, you know, 20 times a month. So uh, I really think he's a tremendous talent, and he is a great kid. And I, I just uh, I'm really looking forward to see what, how he how he develops this year. Yeah, so do I and a lot of other fans as well. And, and of course, big loss with uh, losing Paul Mills to have a free agency. The home opener this season is against Denver, so we get the chance to see him again. But, uh, of course, Travis Link is coming in trying to create some uh, financial flexibility. Right. I really like what Travis is doing. I think he's, you know, he's already gathered some draft picks up for the next uh, couple of years. Uh, you know, I love the fact that he's come in with a plan and he knows what he what he wants to do, and he's uh, you know already started to implement it. And we're going to go young, and, and like he said the other day, you know, uh, with all the draft picks we have next year, we might even be younger. So uh, it's going to be an exciting time over the next couple of years, and uh, we're, we're going to have a lot of cap money too over the next yeah. couple of years, and a lot of teams aren't going to have that. So uh, I think that, that you know they're going to try to get it for the perfect storm and have everything uh, roll in together in the next couple of years. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Cleveland, of course, probably would be still the awesome team to beat in the Eastern Conference. But, you know, it's still a conference where it's still up for grabs. But to a lot of people, you know, this team may not have a lot of expectations. So what do you say to that? Well, I mean, you know, coaches love to win. Coach Bud's a great coach. And, and we've got a lot of veteran guys that are coming in with these young guys that are used to winning. So, uh, you know, it would probably be more advantageous, to, you know, with all these draft picks that we have. But who knows? I mean, you know, players want to win. Coaches want to win. 
the broadcasters want to win, so we'll see. I mean, but if we don't and get a high draft pick, that'll be uh, you know icing on the cake too. So I'm, I'm really I, I'm, I'm excited. But you know, after 33 seasons, I'm always excited. I mean, I, I look at every night as a brand new night, no matter what. I mean, I've been through the 13 win seasons, I've been through the 60 win seasons. So it's all to me. Every night's a brand new night, and uh, and and it's a way for uh, for us to present the entertainment to people. I mean, you know, look at the way the world is right now and everything that's happening. Uh, you know, I think when people are in their car, they're listening to the game, you know, they may want to get away from work or the, their problems or, you know, they're going out to the Kroger, they're going to take the, the, the kids to practice or whatever. Right. So we're entertainment and that's what uh, that's what I love to do every night is make it a fun thing. And, and I, I, you know, yeah. I'm a fan too. I, I feel like I'm a fan just talking to fans. Yes, and I can tell you're excited already. And speaking of excitement, before we let you go, I understand you received another award during the offseason. Tell us about that. Well, you know, it's one of those things as you, if you live long enough, you win a lot of stuff. So uh, the, the Atlanta Sports Hall of Fame, though, was really, uh, that's one that I really uh, am excited about and because actual athletes are in that. You know, I mean, for, if somebody would have told me 30 years ago I was going to be in the same Hall of Fame with, uh, you know, Hank Aaron and Dominique, right. I would have said you're crazy. But, uh, you know, I'm in there, and that, that was one of my proudest uh, moments this summer. Well, Steve, you're very humble, very good to talk to. Congratulations on the award. And, of course, it's good to be friends with you. And, of course, we always love hearing your call on 92.9 The Game here locally for the radio uh, network of the Hawks. And uh, congratulations on the 33rd season. I know it's going to go well for you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, as always. All right, Steve Hope and the radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks right here at Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for all, to all my guests, Ron Luther King III, uh, Broderick Fobbs of Grambling State University, the head football coach, and like I said, Steve Holman, the radio voice of the Atlanta Hawks, for being with us this week on the program. Also, speaking of the Hawks, if you want to watch their game, it will be televised on Sunday, beginning at 6 p.m. against the Miami Heat on the NBA TV Network. That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Coming up on the next edition, we'll recap the Atlanta Braves season as it comes to an end this weekend in Miami. Also, we'll preview the upcoming games with Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia State, and the Atlanta Falcons as well. Never be discouraged, always encouraged, my friends. Until the next time, I'm out.